1: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher,
0: and this is Scott Galloway. And Kara, I am really shaken by how yeah. shaken Mark and Priscilla <laughs> Zuckerberg are. They're just—they're <laughs> shaken by Trump's comments, and I I'm, know they're disturbed. I'm shaken by how shaken they are. It's disconcerting. Yes. yes.
2: Just to explain what Scott is talking about, Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, Priscilla Chan, put out a statement saying they were disconcerted by what uh, Mr. Trump has shaken. been doing. Shaken. 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 I think they should probably not say anything. What would you do there, Mr. Marketing Helper? Well, I
0: would say that um, I'm stirred but not shaken. da 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 Okay.
2: What would you do? What would you do if they are them say nothing, right? Say nothing, or just give away scads of money? Well, what, what
0: would I do? I would actually do something. I mean, yeah, this is a company supposedly. Yeah. Well, they're not. That's supposedly they're shaken by Trump's comments, but they're not shaken by people being pulled out of cars and hanged in India, or little kids getting their limbs amputated because of anti-vax yeah. content. I mean, it is just too late for. Them. There's just nothing. Yeah. But yeah. the 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 thing that I found strange about it was. When you go into Zuckerstan, you don't leave with your reputation intact. And they're like, okay, we've ruined Cheryl's reputation. Two or three years ago, she was probably a decent candidate to run for president at some point. And she's going to leave this thing just kind of. Yeah. I mean, they've said, okay, her reputation's ruined. So whose reputation can we throw on the funeral pyre? (laughs) I know, let's find his wife. His wife has a, I think, comes across as a very...
2: Great yeah, reputation. Great. And yeah. so they're
0: about to ruin her yeah. reputation. So they've said, okay, let's take yeah. her. Let's take her remaining reputational points, and let's let's throw them at this problem. And his, the only reason he's doing this is because of these quote unquote virtual walkouts. That'll show him, you know, especially internally his yeah. workforce. Yeah,
2: it's it's a really weird. Uh, you know, I think the issue is that is he continues to control everything and makes the calls, and no one's willing to say, "You friggin' idiot." stop it like no one's willing to tell him uh what he needs to hear except us and he doesn't listen to us i don't think maybe he secretly is one of our fans but i doubt it i
0: don't think um, so
2: it was really not good another not good look yeah. not good look was ben smith's column in the new york times he filed a, he 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 filed a dispatch about from the that. hamptons Can you give us a breakdown he obviously on probably got half <laughs> yeah yeah it was a really i didn't know how he felt about this column but i certainly read it and it was sort of outraged um uh, over the weekend, where he found that media bosses commiserating and carrying uh, their own golf clubs uh, as their n- newsrooms were in revolt. it was it was a complicated story. And then he actually called someone who he thinks was referring to him because he's up in some faraway place for the has been, has been for the whole uh, mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, and his whole point, you know, and they he had a back and forth with her, which was interesting. um, and I thought it was I thought it was fascinating. I don't know if he he dispatched himself well. But what he did is he went to the Hamptons, talked to these people, and they're like, you know, we're not going to be quoted by you, but a lot of the the, head of, the heads of these companies are all out there as they're responding while most of their newsrooms are uh, staying in cities. Um, I It's really, it is interesting because I was talking to a media kingpin last week. I, I tweeted this, and he was asking me how the anarchy in D.C. is because I've been there most, I just left just for mm-hmm. a week uh, right now. But... Um, but he was asking how the anarchy is. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you need to be here. It's not anarchy. There's peaceful protesting. There was a small amount of mm-hmm. looting. There were stores boarded up, but now it's coming yeah. down. Like they aren't present. So they have a vision of it. That is really not what's happening on the ground. And so it was a really interesting question. I mean, I was sort of, and it, it, even driving up, I were driving up. So uh, Amanda's parents can see the baby. Um, I had like two people like, where are you coming from, D.C.? Oh, how is it there? Is it anarchy? And I was like, no, Mm -mm. like, no, it's fine to be in a city during this quarantine and then protests. And so just an interesting it was it was more of the the richer are different than you and me kind of story. But I don't know. What do you think? He says you from Florida, but you're always in Florida. Your fancy house.
0: (laughs) Uh, Florida and fancy. I'm not sure those go together. But anyways, the um, yeah, yeah, it's. This is creating all the trends that income mm-hmm. inequality uh the rich, including the liberal wealthy being totally out of touch with the issues they claim to understand and proselytize with tone deaf solutions uh, all of these trends that were sort of happening have just leapt forward ten years to a pretty ugly place, and it just mm-hmm. it's just striking yeah. what you know fissures I don't know what you want to call it, but it's
2: I like your ten year idea of people. I think that's so smart, the idea of things, you know, accelerating. I mean, we talked about acceleration a lot, but this idea of what you are in 10 years is what you should be today. And if you're not, you're in a lot of trouble
3: that, um, is it, a really it, good
0: point. I'm going through these exercises with the companies I'm involved in and some new ones. And I just say, all right, take the three most dominant trends in your business that were happening before this. Now take them out 10 years. And, and that's where we are. And ask yourself in terms of your human, your financial capital, your strategy, your skill set, are you where you need to be in terms of your Mm -hmm. store footprint, the people you're recruiting? And it sounds like a basic, I I even think it's interesting to do it personally. Think about what's going Mm -hmm. on in your life, in your own relationships, the trajectory of your relationships, the trajectory of your career, the things that are important, your relationship with your family, your relationship with God, your relationship with your community. Wow. And say, okay, take those trends out 10 years. That's where you are now. Is that where you want to be? And what, what immediate trends? Oh, so I should be living in Hawaii
2: right now. So I should move to Hawaii immediately. <laughs> you should be in <laughs> I Hawaii. <can> forget you.
0: <laughs> With, <laughs> that's right. Being the bartender who it. doesn't drink.
2: Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. And listening to everyone's tales of uh, of tropical woe. Um, but but, but time uh, yeah, that's absolutely a it's, yeah. it's a healthy yeah, it does. it's a yeah. healthy it's exercise. It was interesting that uh, Dean Beckett stayed in New York. Um I, I wouldn't I, I, I a lot of people did escape. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. I stayed in DC. So I like being in my house, and, uh, you know, it's just interesting. It's interesting of who left and said, like the MSNBC people. One of the ones was Don Lemon It's commuting from somewhere out in Long Island to the studio mm-hmm. at Hudson Yards, which seems insane. He should just stay in New York. Or I just think some of them need to be there in order to understand what's happening, whether it's New York or D.C. or Los Angeles or you know, if they're going to be report or Seattle, like like I had a lot of texts from uh, Seattle people, and I'm going to get to Jeff Bezos in a second, which who were like everyone's this reporting is just off. Like it's fine mm-hmm. here. There's there's this sort of party going up on Capitol Hill of you know people. It just is just they should be there to actually live it a little bit better. I mean, they're still going to live in their comfy apartments and everything else, but it it it's just I've gotten a lot of, out of staying put in in dc and i have Mm -hmm. a very comfortable house and everything but i do i can see how the pandemic is working at least in that city i can see the protests you can see it just is like being off at a like lakefront kind of place uh, continually during this thing is just, you know, you can take a vacation but for goodness sake, you know, ensconcing yourself out there is just a different story. Let's really quickly, because we've got a few minutes to talk about Quibi. We're going to switch completely, completely. And the thing, the Wall Street Journal is out with a profile of Quibi CEO Meg Whitman and founder Jeffrey Katzenberg. They are not getting along very well jeffrey's apparently yep. difficult meg doesn't like it um contrasting leadership styles is that really nearly broke the company apart in 2018 i'm sure it doesn't change that much quibi has reportedly failed to sign up anywhere close to the number of new users it hoped to attract it, uh, expected to have two million paying subscribers after one year compared to uh, its target of 7.4 million uh wh- what do you think
0: so what have do you, you see normal people on hulu
2: no, I haven't. I want people. to. I don't have
0: to. It's fantastic. Yeah, Daisy Edgar Jones, it. Paul Mescal, young mm-hmm. Irish people that have sex a lot, which makes for a yep. great media, full stop. But in addition, it's really well done. Yep. And it's about a kid yep. and he, he goes over and has sex with this woman and then doesn't take her to the dubs dance. Do you know how many times the Wall Street Journal called me about that fucking Quibby article?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Tell me.
0: Texting and calls, including an hour-long call, Seven times okay. Do they mention the dog? No, they don't take me to the dubs dance, they just come over and have sex with me and then leave me. No, they got and then leave me. They
2: stole your, anyways, anyways, Quibby, back to Quibby everywhere. Back to Quibby, okay, all right,
0: back to Quibby. (laughs) They don't want to take me to the dance, (laughs) anyways. So, so Quibby is, is I think that's a good decision. Go ahead, Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. initially, I was the original hater. I said before this thing came out, okay, okay they're going to try and give you a Toyota Camry for the price of a Mercedes. Netflix gives you a billion dollars right. of content for a dollar per month. Apple gives you mm-hmm. 1.4 billion. Quibi's going to try and charge you $3 right. for every billion dollars in content. So, okay, Toyota for Mercedes, which means it has to go niche. How do you go niche? Well, their idea of niche is short form content optimized for mobile. I mean, short form content, yeah. isn't that called yeah. YouTube? Oh, but we're going to optimize for mobile. Wait, so you're saying YouTube isn't optimized for mobile? And they were trying to get me on board. I wouldn't get on board or at least the people covering it. And I was very critical of it before it even came out. And then a senior exec from Quibi emailed me and said, look, it's just bad form for you. You're an entrepreneur to be mad-mouthing another startup before it comes out. So I'm like, fine. I get that. Fair point. Mm -hmm. I will stay quiet. I will stay quiet. This thing... Is dead. They are now seeking assisted suicide. They're oh, going to try I see and get. You're not
2: a- going to say quiet now.
0: I'm it's done. <laughs>
2: quiet is finished. I mean, this okay, was literally,
0: right. this represents, there's so many interesting things here. First off, let me be totally ageist, right? People in their 60s all make right. great mentors, they make decent leaders, they are shitty entrepreneurs. It's the crazy young brain that is able to work 80 hours a week and take risks and not have guardrails that make for good entrepreneurs. I okay. have been the oldest entrepreneur. In the portfolio of the venture capital company that's backed my last two companies by by like 10 years, and they keep reminding me of that every six months. These Mm. guys, 63 Mm. and 69, Meg is a great operator. He is a content genius. They have no business doing a startup. What? Yeah,
2: that was my feeling. What media my tech company has
0: been started by two people in their 60s that has worked? And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but it's absolutely true. Well, especially
2: true. aimed at younger people. Well, it was aimed at younger people, too. I was—I think I said that to him one way but I'm like, why would you know what my son wants? I don't know what my son wants. In, in
0: and addition, I the way startups work is you start small and you, you pivot. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Okay, yeah. that works. Now let's pour the water right. on it. When you show up with with big names and big backers and throw $1.6 billion dollars at a really shitty yeah. idea, you built a Frankenstein. And that is, okay, we reanimated. We thought it would be great to bring Frank back to life. But now he's ridiculous. There's something wrong here. So what, what do we do what with happens? Frankenstein? Let's cut
2: to the chase. Scott Galloway oh, has is, had it, especially since not being – es- what?
0: Especially since they what didn't happens? take me – Wall Street Journal didn't take me to the dubs dance. But it, it's very simple. I believe that they – and I don't know this. I believe they are already going around to different platforms. And saying we need assisted mm-hmm. suicide because we can't stand the pain of tech failure. And they'll they'll mm-hmm. announce that they have been acquired. They'll be a- acquired for less than their cash on balance sheet because this company is now worth less than zero because they don't even have any assets. You know, the IP of the company reverts to the mm-hmm. creators after four years?
2: Go back to the creators, yeah. Yeah. Which so was there's attractive nothing to creators. Here. Why not? What's
0: the deal? The yeah. in July when these free trials are supposed to convert, there this this thing is just a total disaster. I mean, it has it has no mm-hmm. signups. The strategy makes no sense. You mm-hmm. have this thing's been overfunded. Who's
2: the buyer? Who's the buyer? Then who's the buyer? I want to I get some real details. out I it. don't know. Who, who? It could
0: be it could be a Snap. It could be a Comcast with Peacock. Because just Jeffrey Katzenberg alone is a real asset. He's mm-hmm. probably worth a quarter of a billion yeah. dollars just to have say for twenty four months. Will you help us creatively and in terms of context? Meg Whitman is yeah. an unbelievable asset. But this She's will an not incredible tarnish manager. him,
2: although he's been through different wingers would this tarnish him do you think oh i he don't know is very i think smart. a guy You're like right. that
0: it, he's got he's still got you know he's still got shrek and kung fu panda i mean he's got he's got pretty big yeah. pretty big medals or trophies on his case but they're right i bet as we speak right now he's calling evan spiegel and say hey evan do, do you think there's a way we could partner around this but this thing is this thing is already this thing is already the walking dead and so they're out talking to yeah, people okay. about how can we partner if they Who? have 400 so, million on their ca- i want you to pick one sheet, Oh, I don't know. I, I really don't. It could be, it could be, yeah. I think it's probably a platform that is old economy and knows, knows Katzenberg really well. I Peacock. think it, it I is think struggling. Right. It Peacock. could be HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Joey Bag of Donuts, whatever they're calling themselves now. Or it could be, uh, yeah, they Peacock. changed it.
2: Did you see that?
0: <laughs> yeah. How could
2: they do such a bad job when they're so good at content? That was like they changed it. I don't, mm-hmm. I still don't know if I can it's use this. It's called it for ATT. <laughs> I just would like someone. I know. I literally would like. Can I use it for free? Because I pay you uh, lots of money to use HBO. Shouldn't I get this stuff for free? I mean, really, it's I, really I, amazing. I think the most likely buyers one. are going to be
0: HBO or Peacock, which will have will get out of the gate slowly and be looking for for, uh, but it'll be assisted content suicide. for three or four years. Yeah, no, or something different. Suicide. Or I'm oh, sure what? they'll have they have some assets, but it'll be sold for half the cash on its balance sheet.
2: All right, 200 million, wow. That's, and they won't that's disclose the numbers opinion. so they
0: can have peace with dignity. But this thing, right. I mean, it's just such a great example of a flawed strategy. It's gonna be a great case study. Anyways, Quibi right. and the Wall Street Journal who who has sex with me and does then doesn't take me to you. the dance.
2: Who does not love you, I'm so sorry. But they did give you a big wet kiss recently, so just don't complain.
0: Oh, they did, didn't they?
2: All right, let's get to big stories. The antitrust investigation at Amazon is heating up. Today, we learned that CEO Jeff Bezos could testify before the House of Representatives this summer. The House Judiciary Committee is currently investigating whether Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google engage in anti-competitive practices that hurt competition and their consumers, you think. Uh, All of this comes as pressure on Amazon intensifies. California and Washington are reportedly looking to open their own own antitrust investigations. They're especially interested in whether Amazon policies harm third-party sellers who list their products on the site. That's where, where the game is, really. Given all the controversy on Amazon, that's where the game is. Um, so he is then, he, They Amazon sent a letter, which I thought, again, was very, now speaking of someone who does read the room, Jeff mm-hmm. saying Jeff Bezos could possibly, they'll have executives including Jeff Bezos. They did not rule it out. I thought that was rather clever on his part and mm-hmm. very uh, smart. Um, so they said that he wouldn't testify. Now they said they would. And, of course, Sundar Pichai, Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg have testified. Sundar didn't come at one point bezos hasn't i think that's we we suggested that's what he does just show up and talk and i think he gets a lot of mileage when he does that uh, what do you think
0: oh he's already decided to testify and and yeah, to the yeah. recalcitrance <laughs> or is nothing but positioning such that they can negotiate for certain things be it
1: the yeah, timing exactly time who covers
0: it who's questions. on the committee which committee but basically this will be um he is very likable he he will on mm-hmm. cue uh, expectorate that wonderful gregarious laugh. Um, it'll be mm-hmm. an example. He will he will just own it. This will be a brand building event, and unfortunately, what it will really be under the surface is further evidence that we have taken a key step towards tyranny, and that is private power has no now co opted the government. Because if you think about it, he now owns the most expensive home in Washington. He owns the most mm-hmm. – arguably the second most influential media company as it relates to these people's future in the world. He owns the Post. Yep, the Washington Post. He has yep. over 100 full-time lobbyists. In can BC. I just be
2: fair? I, ha- I know tons of people who work there. They say he does not meddle. Just he does not. I, I've asked them dozens and dozens of times. And he's, he's a hands-off kind of fellow on that on that thing. But he I, should I, be actually. I, I don't
0: it's, doubt he's it. Sort of, but, but he's handling it just, perfectly. But just, but even that alone but gives, you, there. gives there. you a bias yeah. toward him. If he didn't own the Washington Post, if he yeah. hadn't been such a good fiduciary for the Post, which I believe he is, I don't think we yeah. would have turned him into Fair a point. hero Fair. after he sent out dick pics. Because everybody wants yeah, to like yeah, the guy because they want to be invited to his cool parties in D.C., which is a very low bar. Some of the lamest parties I've ever been to are in D.C. He'll have ones that are mediocre, yes, are. which will make them the ticket. Jay Powell wants to go to his parties. And so, when you're a good fiduciary yeah. for the post, and you have a hundred thoughtful, well-paid people taking you to dinner and saying you're a visionary, and we want to be involved in your next campaign, so this will be this will be a, a, a he will put on a masterclass. He's very smart. He's yeah, very he likable, and two thirds of the two thirds of the people up there are going to want to queue him up for great comments. There will be a few people. And out, he's I mean, also hopefully, just good at it. Hopefully, yeah, that's right. Hopefully, people like Representative Porter, uh, you know, AOC, they'll be the only ones in the room that actually say anything and hold them accountable. Everybody else will just throw right. softballs at them.
2: I agree. I agree. And I think he's good at, he's so good publicly. He's so, he's funny. The, the whole thing he did around that, again, I said it was a stunt, but it was a good stunt with the letter of, I don't want this racist buying Amazon stuff anyway. Um, he's very deft at it, largely because he's an adult, but he's also, he's very witty. He's charming. Um, and I think you're right. I think he looks good. He, you know, he's no Mark Zuckerberg. Let's just say, speaking of someone who just doesn't read, he really does know how to, I, I, I can't think of maybe one or two times where I thought he's, Done a bad job publicly um, in term when he's appeared. Yes, Except sure some of the, some of the rocket stuff seems creepy, um, but um, but I agree. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a super smart move on his part and to go there will suck up all the oxygen in the room. That doesn't mean they're not going to be investigating this because this third party. It is so uh, – what what they're doing around third-party uh, sellers on that platform really does need s- strict investigation. I think they will not back off from investigating that. The same thing with Google. I think the – I was talking to some Justice Department people, and the word is out among the Trumpies to l- lay off a of Facebook, essentially, um, that they don't – they're not rushing to do the Facebook stuff. And, and um, and, and, but there and, is de- – de- definitely sorry. coming. Sorry, and, just and, and, the investigations are coming anyway, no matter how charming he is
0: um and and again in a uh, in a in in a genius kind of bargaining he i think he's already decided just as he's already decided to testify he's already decided mm-hmm. that he will say okay i hear you and i am going to tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to break myself up and he will will spend aws and it'll be oh, the most valuable company yeah. in the world within 4 to 5 years these things have already yeah, I happened i think that's smart these, and also he, he, he,
2: the recognition thing was interesting. Their 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 idea that recognition should be stopped for a year. He he got ahead of the story, which was, again, that's what he does. He gets ahead of stories, which is you're right, a hundred percent. He's already decided.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, I think it'll be it'll make for great theater. He's going to own the room, and Washington has been overrun. Uh, when you think about it, there's, they'll have, you know, uh, however big these committees are, twenty or thirty representatives, and I think it's going to be yeah. a House committee, and then, he, but meanwhile, they'll all he's show had up. A,
2: Everyone will show up.
0: He has a hundred lobbyists who've been working there full time on this, and he's he's the you yeah. know he's the biggest brain in the room. He's a brilliant man, and he also has. He really I mean, is. just look at the assets the guy has. <laughs> I just, we have been so overrun here, Kara. I mean, we really have been yeah. totally yeah. overrun. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not optimistic. am just Make keep a ordering. Day.
2: No, okay. So, but but who? But then who? Who will do the investigations? Will it be states? Because I don't think he's he's getting out of this. I think spinning states off Attorney will general. take care of it. That's what he'll yeah. do. States' Attorney general. It'll be like General's. tobacco. Okay, and they it'll will be,
0: It'll be like tobacco. They'll yeah. they'll they'll get together and they'll say, you know, we're sick of giving this guy subsidies and making him richer, and all of our retailers, all of our Main Street, and now you know our a lot of our media companies because of Amazon Media Group. You know, we're basically. This guy's worth the GDP of Norway, and all that's happened is that we have our retailers are getting kicked in the nuts day after day after day. And great consumers yep. are winning, but states, municipal coffers, finance, competition is not, and they don't. They don't. You know there aren't hundred lobbyists in New Mexico. I, I just think the states' AGs are gonna are gonna get together and and go after. And yeah,
2: probably California. California would be my guess. Will be usually leaving, they set New the York tone, and right? Yep. 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 So we'll see where it goes, Mr. Bezos. But Mr. Bezos is, as usual, being very smart. Okay, Scott, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do the second big
1: story, which is around coronavirus. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this show comes from Slack. You're a growing business and you can't afford to slow down.
2: Welcome back. We're turning to coronavirus. It's still here. Just mm-hmm. FYI, Governor Andrew Cuomo is threatened to press pause on plans to reopen the city. Cuomo was furious after New Yorkers rushed to bars over the weekend and weren't wearing face masks, responding to a video on Twitter showing crowds of people hanging out at St. Mark's Place. Cuomo warned, don't make me come down there. Oh, goodness sake. The New York state is receiving more than 25,000 complaints about businesses not uh, enforcing social distancing, with most of them in Manhattan and the Hamptons. Uh, Cuomo warned that bars and restaurants that don't follow health rules could lose their liquor licenses, and local governments must enforce the law. According to reports, 22 states are seeing an increase in COVID-19 infections uh, since stay-at-home orders start to relax. I This is just so clear. I mean, it's so interesting. I um, My son's girlfriend is with us and she works in a supermarket and she said it's exhausting trying to get people to wear masks and she lives in Maine like Mm -hmm. everywhere you know I've heard this story over and over I ask you know I'm always wearing a mask when I'm at a store and all the store people are like beleaguered Mm -hmm. beleaguered about what to do and of course they're brought into a situation where they don't want to be brought into like it's it's you know, people mostly leave, but there's was, there was a lot of videos of people coughing on people, all kinds of things, and making this map, this continued map, not just mask, but the gathering issue. So what do, what do you, you know, the the coronavirus has gotten worse, and we forgot about it for a short amount of time, but it's still here and, and not great. What do you think is going to happen, Scott?
0: I think it's really incredibly upsetting. I, I think America, I think this is just as we talked about this 10-year acceleration, I think in eight weeks, America has... Relinquished its leadership role and America had a wonderful role, and the world was a better place because America could get off its heels more than any nation in history and onto its toes and start helping other nations. And what we're seeing with COVID 19, I mean, Christ, send Cuomo down here. You should go on Atlantic Avenue here in Florida. You wouldn't even think there's a coronavirus. And meanwhile, we had a record number of infections yesterday, and we have a governor who is now suppressing data and won't release hospital intakes because he believes it reflects him and his, his, yeah. his role model in a poor light. So, we're now no longer even being transparent about information. And it's awful for us, but who it's really bad for just as a debt crisis can can begin or a financial crisis can begin in a mature market, typically the ones that take the brunt are the developing markets. And now nine of the 10 fastest growing infection rates are in developing nations. We were hoping that because of a lack of interac- interaction with mature economies, the fact that they don't cluster old people as densely. And by the way, my my Yoda on this is Fareed Zakaria, who's become my new role model. I think that guy's just incredible. Yeah. And he did a fantastic show on this. But for a lot of reasons, we were hopeful that the infection rates were going to largely spare some emerging economies. And that, of course, is not true. And -hmm. you're going to see 20 to 40 years of gains around extreme – the eradication of extreme poverty. I think it was the World Bank was hoping that the people living on less than a dollar a day would be cut in half and. 40 years, and it actually happened in 20 years. And because yeah. these countries cannot borrow money at low interest rates because it literally is life or death, your ability to go to work because they don't have a social safety net, you're going to have unbelievable death, disease, and destruction in these emerging markets. And we're not going to be there. Yeah.
2: And this is something the Gates Foundation...
0: Well, and the sad yeah. part is...
2: The Gates Foundation is working on this. They were, I was talking to them, too. They said this is just oh. a disaster for their malaria efforts, all kinds but, of and, efforts.
0: And if you think about America... If we had the ability, if we had been more fiscally responsible, if we hadn't conflated uh, exceptionalism with arrogance, if we had gotten out ahead of this thing, if we had uh, an ability to produce cotton swabs, if we had leadership, we might be in a position like Germany where we could go on our toes and help these nations. And now we can't. We're now just dealing with our own mess. So, yeah.
2: What, you know, there's also. Interesting. Speaking of our biggest rival, China, officials in Beijing are trying to contain a new right. outbreak at a market there, at a food market. I don't even think it's, a, it's an exotic. It might be an exotic market. I think it's just a food market. China was acting like it was out of the woods, but now not so much. No. Um, you're going to see disruptions to China. China just slaps down the, the law right away in terms of keeping people away from each other. And here it's like party time. you know. And I can't even think about July 4th, which is coming up here in this country. Um, I'm strictly quarantined right now, but, um, I, I just, I, I I sort of am wondering what goes through people's heads when they, they, I don't think they care. My mom, as usual, is is still in the foxhole. And of course, Fox News is, uh, continuing to misinform her. Um, you know, she was like, oh, it's fine. It's no big deal. And I literally screamed at her. I'm like, it's a big deal. You are going to die of this if you don't stop going out. And, well, you have to die of something. That was the attitude, you know what I mean? I don't think she's uncommon or I anything. Think, I else. think the argument, you know, is just is tired of being inside.
0: We we accomplished what we were supposed to, and that is we have flattened the curve. To be fair, we initially we said, "All right, mm-hmm. we have to flatten yes. the curve so we don't overrun our medical system." And we have learned a lot. There's new therapies, whether it's remdesivir early on, whether it's oxygen early versus ventilators it does feel like we're getting better at it. And and I wonder if we're just really stupid and are we're so arrogant that despite the fact that the virus yeah. doesn't appear to have gotten the memo about our optimism around returning to our normal lives, or if we have, if you will, there's a wisdom of mm-hmm. crowds or a lack of wisdom of crowds. It's basically said the economy is more important than Nana and Pop-Pop, and we're going to lose a couple million people. And we know that. Yeah. We don't want to say it out loud, but we know that. And we've decided that that is worth mm-hmm. the trade-off. I can't figure out if it's... Pure arrogance or a conscious decision that a, a couple million people are going to die, and that's that's just where it is. Well,
2: it, it's it's something – I think it's more than not just the economy is better. Is that I want to go to a bar. I don't want to wear mm-hmm. a mask. I don't want – it's something very sinister about the American experience that's very much – you know, I literally had an argument with someone about a mask. I was like, why not? Like, you're protecting – Everybody, Um, what is the, it's not that big an inconvenience. It's the inconvenience factor too, which we're not very good at. In any case, we have a really good guest to talk about this, of why we don't pay attention to the things to do for the long term. We'll be back with the great Susie Orman after this. Okay, we have our friend of Pivot. I am so thrilled to have on the line Susie Orman. Susie is the number one New York Times bestselling author, two-time Emmy winner, host of the popular Women & Money podcast, a columnist, a writer, producer, one of the top motivational speakers in the world today. Susie, welcome to Pivot.
3: Thank you. Happy to be here. Let's pivot into this. All right. Oh, oh, nice. Well done. You
0: well we were saying, Right.
3: <laughs> <Well, laughs> <well done>. Go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're off mics. Uh, Jared and I were saying how inspiring you are. And we never agree on the same people that are inspiring. So anyways, I, a quick question. You you follow the markets in investing. I think there's this fascinating trend. I'm curious what you think of it, where it appears that a lot of uh, new investors are looking to the stock market to get the same sort of reward or DOPA hit from gambling, that because Vegas is shut down because sports betting is off, that we have this influx of young people into the market who may be looking at the market more as gambling versus investing. Do you see the same trend, and do you think it's troubling? I think it's
3: troubling, and you betcha I see the same trend. Listen, when somebody buys a stock like Hertz that's basically bankrupt, where their bonds are selling for 40 cents on the dollar, the stock has no value whatsoever, and yet somebody is bidding it up and that somebody who's bidding it up happens to be people who don't know what they're doing on any level. And so they're all kind of joining in on this game right now. The other thing, you guys, that's really interesting is that many people right now, younger people, have more money than they've ever had before because they're actually earning more money on unemployment, especially with the $600 a week the feds are giving them, than they've had in a long time. So you can talk to credit unions and banks, and you could see on certain days, their their deposits went up like a billion dollars a day at a time. Mm -hmm. And that was coming from all the people getting unemployment and the stimulus checks and everything else. They don't know what to do with that money. They're not having to pay many of their bills, if you think about it. So what are they doing? They saw the market going up and up and up. And I think they joined in, which is why you're seeing these wild fluctuations you know, like even today, down seven hundred points, then up yesterday. I mean, it's just been crazy. Yes, so it's I agree of, with sort you. Of,
0: yeah. Sort and Tesla of Tesla like, at a thousand bucks.
3: Yeah,
2: is Tesla a thousand? <laughs>
0: Oh, crazy. Okay, go That's ahead.
2: okay. So, you, this has been one of out. your longstanding refrains. Uh, what people should, their focus should be to reduce their debt, to save. Um, what do you imagine people should do now? Because one of the things that you're uh, revising slightly is, is saying people need to focus on building their emergency funds, which is something you do talk about. Talk a little bit about what people should do, not this sort of swinging in the stock market.
3: Yeah, yeah it's all I talk about. And the reason yeah, exactly. that it's all I, that. I kind of talk about. Is that, just just really let's think about what just happened a few months ago. You had people making $150,000, $200,000 a year and they were spending every single penny that they were making. They had no savings at all. Do you know that 60% of the people in the United States before COVID had $400 or less mm-hmm. in their savings account? So now you have people who were making money, they were going on vacation, they were buying cars, they were doing this, they were doing that. COVID hits. Not only did they lose their jobs, everything went. They weren't allowed to go out. Those were the same people that you saw standing in the food lines. You had people making $200,000 a year standing in food lines. On the other hand, if you had listened to me, you had eight months of an emergency fund. I know because I've gotten thousands of emails like this now. They weren't affected by it. They didn't have to wait. Were they going to get their stimulus check or not? Did they qualify for the stimulus check? What about unemployment? You had all these people apply for unemployment. You had millions of people apply for unemployment when normally only 200,000 people a week apply for unemployment. The system broke down. Everything broke down. Everybody was like, I need my money. I need my money. But if you had an eight-month emergency fund, you didn't have to worry about it. And so... The lesson, the main lesson that I hope everybody has learned from what we've all just been through is you need an emergency fund of at least eight months, eight months, so that what at times like this, you lose your job, you don't have income, nothing's coming in anymore. You can pay your bills and you don't have to freak out.
2: Can you, would you up it any, would you up it from eight months or do you think eight
3: months is plenty? And then Scott, go ahead. It depends who you are. I think eight months is absolutely fine, unless you're in retirement. As soon as you're approaching retirement, you need a three-year cash cushion. Because on average, Kara, it will take 3.1 years from a market to go from its top to its bottom again, back again, where it's okay, Mm -hmm. When you're in retirement and you're living off of your retirement funds, meaning you're taking money out of your IRA, Mm -hmm. your 401k, most of the time that money's invested in stocks because you're not getting a return on interest rates anywhere right now. And you have to be crazy if you ask me if you're in bonds at this point in time. And so you don't want to be selling out of the stock market to take money out to live on when you are in a bear market. So if you have a three-year cash cushion, that can get you by for the three years before you then have to touch money that's in the stock market.
0: So yeah, you never want to be a forced seller, right? Uh, it, 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 it strikes me that when you're talking about people need to think differently about debt and saving. And they need a new gestalt, a new approach to their financial health. And when you try to get to the root of what it is about Americans, I don't know if it's our optimism or this need where if you're making a quarter of a million dollars a year, you still put yourself in a a vulnerable position and you think about, well, how do we change that mentality? Do you think there's a a concern that when we bail out small businesses, when we provide some people with more money money? Than they would have if they were working that aren't we just creating aren't we just propagating this mentality where we don't move to a a more conservative mentality because we're creating moral hazard that people believe they'll be bailed out
3: i don't know if people believe they will be bailed out but i think the government as of late especially has a need mm-hmm. to bail people out because mm-hmm. when you bail people out Look for instance, what they've just done with the money that they many, not all, but many people took that money and rather than saving it, building up an eight month mm-hmm. emergency fund, they've been putting it into the stock market. They mm-hmm. could not wait. You know, recently on my podcast, I did a, a, a podcast on the patience. You know, of the of poverty. Like mm-hmm. when you're impatient, it will create poverty for you. And so, so many people now were so impatient. They have to get out of the house. They have to go eat again. They can't stand being in the house anymore. All that's going to backfire on everybody, I'm sorry to say, in my opinion anyway. But I agree with you, Scott. It's that, you know, I have people who wrote in and they said to me, Susie, why should I go back to work? I'm making twice now what I'm making, you know, what I used to make. Why would I do that? Which, by the way, caused a big problem for the PPP program, the Paycheck Mm -hmm. Protection Program. Because prior to them just changing the formulas, it used to be you had to pay, you know, spend at least 75% on your employees. They had employees that didn't want to go back to work. I'm not coming Mm -hmm. back to work for you. I'm making more money than you paid me. Why would I do that? Which put a lot of businesses in trouble, because they couldn't meet the formula that they were supposed to meet to get that small business loans, you know, to be a mm-hmm. grant, which, which I think probably benefited a lot of very wealthy businesses. But I think in the yeah. long run, it's really going to hurt yeah. the small business that took out that loan and thought it was going to be a grant because I think it's going to end up being a loan rather than in a grant. Court.
2: What, so, what do we do to get out of this? Do we need to add more unemployment insurance? What do? You, how do you look at the economy going forward, especially if there's another uh, coronavirus outbreak, which it looks well, like remember, that's where it's headed?
3: Yeah, the stock market is not the economy. The economy is not right. the stock Thank market. Thank you. I yeah. think yeah. relatively yeah. we're going to be fine in the stock market. I think we're going to trade on the Dow anyway between 22,000, 25,000. So it's just going to go back and forth for a while. But When you're looking at the stock market, I just have to say this, you have to realize what else does somebody do with money when they do have money? Because also our audiences, they don't have money and they do have money. And so they're almost Mm -hmm. being forced to put money, those that do have money, into the stock market because where else are they going to put it? They're going to put it in a 10-year treasury at 0.76%, the possibility of negative interest rates. So they're forced to go into the stock market where they could at least get good returns in many dividend-paying stocks. So that's one thing. In terms of the economy, I think it's going to be rough, and I don't care what anybody says. And more than the Mm -hmm. big picture of the entire economy, I think people's personal economic life... Is going to get hit here shortly, and I'll tell you why. People live in this fantasy world. As long as they have money to pay their bills right here and right now, they don't think about the future. <clears throat> they never think they're going to get sick. They never think they're going to get older. So they, they're they in a situation right now where student loans are deferred till September 30th. There's 90-day mm-hmm. deferrals on mortgages, on car payments, on car insurance, on all these things. So they haven't had to pay any of their bills. Do you think that they've actually saved money? I doubt it. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden what's going to happen is the moratorium is going to be over. Their rent is going to be due. And if they don't pay their rent and the back rent, they're out. They don't pay their mortgages. All this is going to come at the exact same time when unemployment, the $600 extra a week, is going to stop in about a month and a half from now. Mm -hmm. Unemployment is, you know, in most states, like in the state of Florida, is $275 a week. With the $600, Mm -hmm. it's $875 a week. That $2,400 a month is a big difference. You take that away, how are these people going to pay for anything? So I think you're going to see a lot of repossessions in cars, a lot of foreclosures on real estate. Forty percent of the jobs are not going to come back. Everybody's learned how to do all of this right from their home. They don't have to spend the money. You know, the big boon of all this is for the corporations. Are you kidding me? They are going to make a killing Mm -hmm. off of all of this Mm -hmm. because they're going to be able to reduce their workforce. They're going to be able to reduce their expenses by not having these big buildings that they've had a fund mm-hmm. and so the economy eventually is going to come back and it will be okay but the personal economy for people I think is going to be very rough for a long time to come and it's going to affect those who need it the most. those who made money and they mm-hmm. have money they'll they'll be fine the you know the per- percentage of the people that don't have savings don't have a job that they're going to be in really bad shape. I'm so sorry to say. Do you, uh,
0: do you, when you see these dynamics playing out, are you telling people to reallocate their, for those people who do have started saving and started investing, does this change your portfolio strategy in terms of a mix between equities and debt at all? Or do you just stay the course and be focused on that eight month buffer and continue and to save? when you
3: say debt, do you mean bonds or do you mean debt Excuse bond. me, bonds.
0: Yeah, I personally
3: would not be in bonds on any level, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. right here and right now. It makes absolutely no sense. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You would be far mm-hmm. better off even keeping your money in a savings account that's giving you mm-hmm. a higher interest rate than a ten-year treasury. Like, and mm-hmm. if you, you know, without going to an economics lesson here, but usually the ten-year tr- treasury trades mm-hmm. at. inflation plus the 2%, whatever GDP is. Mm -hmm. If GDP right now is 2% and around there, let's say, and you're going to probably have an inflation of 2%, 4% is what you should be getting on a 10-year treasury. Instead, Mm -hmm. you're at 0.76%. So you buy something that you absolutely are going to lose money on without a shadow of a doubt, unless you hold it for 10 years, and then you're still going to lose money because of inflation. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the stock market, you know, most people don't have the ability or the desire to, what stock should they buy? What sector should they, they be in? How should they diversify? No, 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 no. The way people really, everyday people that are my people, you know, my people are those that have credit card debt and they don't know what to do and they need help. And the only money they're saving is in their 401k plans or 403Bs or Roth IRAs or whatever. All they buy are index funds. And so the Mm -hmm. only change that I've made for them is that rather than buying a Standard and Porous 500 index fund or ETF, buy the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund or ETF, which Mm -hmm. is the entire stock market. So that you get mm-hmm. more diversification. Obviously, if you have a lot of money, you should be in individual stocks. You should be doing all kinds of things. But for many mm-hmm. people, it stay the course. The main thing really is this, is that please, if you have the ability to do a Roth 401k, 403b, or a TSP, Or a Roth IRA, those are the type of retirement accounts that you want to be in. Stay away from the traditional ones. That's what they're called traditional IRAs or 401ks, where you get a tax write off today. But in the long run, when you go to take your money out, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. A Roth, you pay taxes today. And in the long run, when you take it out, it's tax free. Why? Do you really think? that tax brackets aren't going to have to go up 5, 10, 15 years from now in order to pay Mm. for all the debt that we're carrying, of course they're going to have to. So when you put money in a retirement account, the government knows exactly how much money you have in there. The government knows you have to start taking required minimum distributions out by the time you're 72. So so given everybody's going to get there sooner than later... I'm telling you, I would rather pay the taxes today when we're in the lowest tax brackets of a long time still and let Mm -hmm. the money grow tax-free versus tax-deferred.
2: I have one last question, and Scott may have one. If you were running the Treasury Department right now, if you were running the United States and deciding what to do next, what would be your first two, three moves really quickly?
3: Boy, you know, I don't know. And the reason that I don't know is that there's a really big difference between an economist and a personal finance Mm -hmm. expert. I can tell Mm -hmm. you exactly what to do given any situation that's Mm -hmm. happening in the economy and in your personal life. There's no way for me to really know what's really happening in this economy because I don't believe anything that they are telling me on any Mm -hmm. level. It's like when I see Larry Cullow, and I love Larry, you know, from CNBC Mm -hmm. days, good guy. And when I hear him get on and say, Steve Mnuchin is doing a really good job. And this is, are you kidding me? (laughs) I still believe to this day that everything that is happening is really happening to benefit those who have a lot of money. Those corporations that are really, You know, huge contributors to campaigns really, you know, are the crux of everything. I don't think they really care about what the average Joe is doing or the average Jane or the people that don't have educations. If they did, if, if this, if the government and everybody really cared about those people who don't have money, do you really think that the highest interest rates out there are usually for student loans, although they just lowered them to 2.75% 2. Mm-hmm. 2. starting July 1st, but for all these years, they've been like at four, five, 6% really making money off of students.
0: It, it's a money maker, right? And yeah. you can't
3: even bankrupt them. What's that about? Why yeah. is it that you can't bankrupt a student loan, but you can bankrupt IRS debt, you can bankrupt home loan debt, car debt. What is that about? So mm-hmm. I feel really sorry and confused as to what I would do if I were them, because mm-hmm. I have no idea what they're dealing with, truthfully.
0: So, Susie, last question: uh, By all exter- I, I don't know you, but I, I, by all exterior measures, you look—you appear to have had this exceptionally rewarding professional and personal life. What? What? You give a lot of financial advice. What personal advice? would you give to your 25-year-old self for a rewarding life? What one piece of advice can you share to yeah. with young people?
3: I would tell them to have faith that everything kind of happens for the best. Because you have to remember when I was 25, I was a waitress at the Buttercup Bakery making $400 mm-hmm. a month. And I was a waitress all the time from 23 till 30. And then my life just kind of changed at that point. What was the catalyst for that change? Oh, the catalyst for the change was losing all the money that the customers at the Buttercup Bakery gave me. They gave me $50,000 to open up my own restaurant, Mm -hmm. and they told me to put it at Merrill Lynch until they could help me open it up. I went to Merrill Lynch. I didn't know what that was at the time. Mm -hmm. I did exactly what they told me to do, you know, put it in a money market account, except my broker, Randy, said to me, Susie, how would you like to make a quick $100 a week? And I said, that's more than I make as a waitress. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. To make a long story short, within all three months, all within three months, all $50,000 was lost because he was playing the options market with it. Mm -hmm. And now I didn't know what to do because these people that gave me money, they didn't have money. They were salespeople. One gave me a $1,000 to they didn't have money. I had just been waiting on them for, you know, all those years. And so mm-hmm. I thought, I know I can be a broker. They just make you broker.
0: So Randy so has made the world a better place. That's the bottom line.
3: That's evening and- Randy, Randy has made the world a better place. Randy, <laughs> right? And before you knew it, I had a job at Merrill Lynch because they needed to fill their women's quote. I was told women belong barefoot and pregnant
0: mm-hmm.
3: right, oh, by the dear. manager at the time. That. No, Not never. Said, but I say that uh, you- so I do
2: have a lot of questions. So you said you in the New York Times profile that you were trying on retirement before COVID hit, and now you're back. I gotta say, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Thank Don't you go away. So much. Don't retire, Susie. All, right, all. Really, all right. At all. We really, we really appreciate all your thoughts. And exactly, the economy is not the stock market. The stock market is not the economy. So important to think about. And thank you for all the work you do for average people. We
3: really appreciate it too. Anytime, you guys. You take care.
2: Thanks for joining us, Susie. And for all those who like smart personal financial advice, be sure to listen to Susie's podcast, Women and Money. Scott, isn't she impressive? Isn't she? She looks Super good. Super impressive.
0: She and inspi- looks inspiration. Good. I'm, I'm in a sweatshirt. Yeah.
2: She looked fantastic. And I like my yeah, hair is dirty good. for days and stuff. She looks, she's just great. She's really great what she does. We're yeah, gonna be I right agree. back after this uh with wins and fails. What a bargain. Go to hbr.org subscriptions and enter the promo code pivot right now to get 10% off your subscription. Again, save 10% off your HBR subscription. Go to hbr.org subscriptions and enter the promo code pivot. Okay, we're back uh, with wins and fails, Scott. This is such a, this show is full of information. So give us some more. Give us some more.
0: Info-packed. Uh, well, what's Info your pact. win? You have, I know what your win is, come but on, I want to hear come it on. from, come on. from yeah. The
2: Supreme Court ruled today that job yeah. discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity is illegal and violates Title mm-hmm. VII of the Civil Rights Act. Previously, only 22 states and D.C. passed those protections into law. Now civil rights protections extend nationwide. The Supreme Court surprised me. And according to AP, now gay and lesbian people can sue for workplace bias. So I can only be fired for being incompetent just like you, Scott. That is a really great <laughs> moment for me as a gay person. <laughs> This, this, I cannot believe this law. Lo- this took so long, and I, I, I was sort of shocked at the Supreme Court, and it was a pretty definitive. I think it was six to three. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a very definitive ruling, which was thrilling. This is something I've been writing about a lot over the years. Have been uh, since I was in college. This has been, you know. This has been ongoing, so I'm very thrilled that it's now the Mm -hmm. law of the land. So, especially when they've just been taking away health benefits from people who are transgender, the the Trump administration, which that is going to change November 4th. um, That what they have been Mm -hmm. doing has been so hostile to gay and lesbian and transgender people. And and, uh, anyway, happy about that. And your loss loss? Uh, well, the Trump administration, you know, I think a, a, a Trump, I think Trump this week has had a particularly bad week and, and mm-hmm. continues to not take advantage of his incumbency. It's just amazing how, uh, you know, this whole thing with, uh, you know, Watergate, G A G A I T. he just, I don't know if it'll have an impact on, on the election, but boy, is he, maybe he likes to be down for the count and then rises again, but uh, it's just, he seems to be uh, failing in every in every way possible. But, you know, we'll see.
0: Uh, so my win is uh, I'm uh, getting to know the CEO of a company, an online trading platform called Public. And full mm-hmm. disclosure, I might invest in it. Um, But they took down, they refused, they will no longer list Hertz shares, and Susie commented on this, Mm -hmm. uh, for trading. And Hertz has basically decided, and I think the SEC should step in here, that if people are stupid enough to see value in a bankrupt company's equity Mm -hmm. because they've decided like Bitcoin, if two people come together and agree there's worth there, they create a currency that ultimately will end up being zero. So I don't know if this is a – I don't know what the analogy is. It's a Ponzi scheme or like the worst – B-league cryptocurrency where people, you know, the people holding it last are going to lose everything. like
2: early E-Trade.
0: Yeah, but it's- it's Early E-Trade, if you remember what everyone- Oh, that's, that's a fair point. But so you have this incredible swelling in online trading apps. And the thing I like about public versus, say, a, a Robinhood is that they are trying to- mm-hmm. they're trading off short-term profits to create a shelter around investing versus gambling. So my win is delisting Mm -hmm. um, hurts by public, this online trading app. And then uh, my loss is, I think the greatest um, win over the last 40 years has been this uh, massive destruction or reduction in abject poverty around the world. And we talk a lot about income inequality Mm -hmm. in Europe and the US, but we had this great equalization of, of income or this great reduction in severe poverty uh, that was really probably the greatest victory uh, of humanity of the last half of the 20th century and the turn of the millennium. And we're probably going to give back those gains in the next 24 months because uh, nations like the U.S. that used to lead and, and have a, 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 the resources and the expertise and the innovation and the comity of man and the generosity to reach across borders and we got it wrong a lot but our heart was always in the right place and we had the the biggest muscles in the world and we're now impaired we're now weakened and we have to fix our own mm-hmm. uh, oxygen mass so i think there's going to be tremendous yeah. regression and gains that have taken a half a century and and i in some when we talk about that 10 year line we knew in the next 10 years that if things kept going the way they were, this arrogance for exceptionalism, this poor fiscal fiscal irresponsibility, lack of leadership, a lack of comedy man, we knew that eventually America was going to cede its leadership position over the next decade. I think it's happened in the last eight weeks. Yeah.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Scott, I like global Scott. Global Scott is a good Scott. I like that you're seeing the wider. From inter- Florida. <laughs> you know, I got slapped by someone because I was trying to explain intersectionality to you. But there is an intersection oh God, all over the too. place.
0: No movement me, registers listen. purchased without a sense of humor. That's my anyway. Listen to
2: me. I know they don't like our sense of humor. But here's the deal. That is inter- very you understand the intersection of all these forces. And I appreciate it. I appreciate your learning curve going upward and not downward Thanks, to Chipotle and Cialis as usual.
0: Watch um, normal people, but it's, uh, hot people, okay, hot young I people will. having sex. Oh right. my God, it's so good. It's, there, like, a, it's like a Coors white commercial from the eighties.
2: It's like a oh rich girl and a so poor good. guy going back and forth, right? Of who likes each other more, right? That's the whole
0: thing. But it's really correct? well done. Correct? It is really. I know. Gripping. I've heard that. I gotta watch it. It's, it's, it's done by a it's group really of people good. that are
2: always putting out great content. Yes. Okay. Normal yeah. people. I shall watch. I'm gonna watch The Last Dance because my son never now is into basketball and has decided he's going to become Steph Curry. I, I didn't find it. So, that good, but I don't like
0: sports. You maybe you'll like it. You didn't. I didn't think I, it was that I, good. I'm gonna watch it for I him. It I don't like
2: sports at all. And all my son talks about is basketball now. You don't even understand. i going I have to learn. I must learn. Really? He's now six two. He's almost six three. He really wants to play really? basketball, and he's playing it all the time. Yes. Oh my god. Yes.
0: He's my six two quite or six three. So does yeah. he look when you guys he's are out to together? Does it look like he's dropping you off at kindergarten?
3: <laughs> I will send you a photo. It's crazy. He grew a
2: foot in the past year. It's crazy. He's crazy tall. You know, NYU doesn't five, have a
0: basketball team, right? We don't have sports. That's
2: not Louis. Louis is six feet tall. This is this one is this is my youngest. The son. young going to go to MIT he's a, a young one. Yep. He's six yes. two. Yes, my. Yes, oh my I'm not going to go into how lesbians procreate, but his his mom, his birth mom is is five eleven, and the birth father was six three. So there you have it.
0: Wow, there you have it. Big kid.
2: I know, same dad of my two kids, but yeah. Sixty, anyway. by the way, sixty uh, yeah, is the yeah. perfect. So anyway, type. I will watch Last hand. All right, Scott. It's
0: the perfect type for a man.
2: Well, he's going to be taller anyway. Um, he's eating everything in the refrigerator right now. I just I have to like put a lock on it soon because he'd like. He literally ate 20 pounds of blueberries yesterday, and we're in a real strict quarantine. So, we're, if you don't hear from me, it's because I died from starvation. Anyway, um, Scott, see you Thursday. Are there any plans between now and then? Are you doing anything? Uh, what are you doing? What am I
0: doing? I'm doing, Staying I'm there kicking in off my Prof. G online strategy sprint with a thousand students online, which oh. I'm excited about. Um, wow. Yeah, that's cool. going to be fun. I'm doing, oh, you know I'm doing? No, I'm doing that's a virtual. Presentation for Cannes. I miss Cannes. You know, you have those moments, Kara, where you think, oh, it's just a bummer, this whole mm-hmm. pandemic thing. I love Con, Con, Con. I just love it. I think it's yeah. wonderful. Con Academy. And yeah. uh-huh. not Cannes Academy, Con France. Bunch oh, of what? people drinking rose Confrontal. and licking Khan each France. other.
2: Cannes, okay. the Creativity yes, yes, Festival. <laughs> I've been there. Cannes yeah, Academy.
0: To I love the, today to that. Today I learn <laughs> algebra. Not <laughs> Con <laughs> <laughs> <Khan> Academy. <laughs> No, oh, All right,
2: now we're away from I'm intersect, doing... but now Global Scott is gone. Yeah,
0: no, no, <laughs> and no. And Jose Scott has returned. Virtual presentation <laughs> to can talking about advertising in the world. Uh, anyways, but I'm doing a lot my online Why class. That's what I'm ca- like,
2: Let me just say, having been there and been on oh, too many redonkulous yachts by best. force— Oh my god! It's the worst. Oh, the worst. So wonderful. The worst. Worst place it's amazing. on earth. It's, it's the only
0: place I get to oh. like. I. I, I it's oh, incredible. It's I totally rag on Facebook, and then someone from Snap comes up and says, "Can do party on the beach." It's just, I'm so yeah, loved I there. Oh, I love the it
2: worst. there. I hated it. Oh, it's the oh, best. I hate it there. God, the let's go. Let's go together then next year. You and I are going to go together mean, and, and do date. something there next yeah, year, and we'll let's have. Do it. Let's do yeah, it. yeah, we'll get in one of those little carts. Remember those little carts they w- r- ride you around on?
0: Uh, you know
2: we'll go. You know we're gonna go. We're gonna go to that San Tropez. Promise me this. We're gonna you're go to. Promise t- 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 you
0: fucking the Wall Street un Journal. I'll take, no, un un t- no, I'll take you to the Dubs Dance. No, you won't. You'll just call me and want background on the story.
2: This place in San <laughs> Tropez is so cool, and it costs a fortune. You're gonna pay, and like twice. undertwist. Sank on sank, right. Yeah, we'll go there for lunch, you and I together, and then we'll broadcast Mm -hmm. from there at the overpriced. Last time I was there, I saw
0: Cher. She was wearing a leather jacket and ray bans in like 90 degree heat.
2: We will be there, you and I and Cher. Anyway, don't forget if you have a story in the news and you're curious about and want to hear our opinion on, email us at pivot at boxmedia.com to be featured on the show. I'm so glad we ended on a really snotty, elite thing to do after talking to the great Susie Orman, talking about the people. Anyway, Scott, please read us out.
0: Today's show was produced by Luke Vargas. Fernando Finete engineered this episode. Erica Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Rebecca Castro and Drew Burroughs. If you like what you heard, please download or subscribe. Have a great rest of the week. Think about wearing a mask is such a great way to express your citizenship in what is still a wonderful experiment called America. It's a great way to express concern and empathy for others wear a mask. Uh, Kara, have a great rest of the week.
2: Thank you. And you look 100% better when you do, Scott. So that's great. I do, don't I? It's my best look (laughs) other than the dark. Wear a mask. Imbeciles, you (laughs) covidiots. (laughs) idiots